0: and welcome to Natural Life Flow, the podcast for self-care, to uplift you to your best self, sponsored by Debbie Spinkillistic Therapies. Check out the Facebook group Natural Life Flow, a community for mothers to prioritise self-care and radiate their power to others. Today's special guest is Anne McEwan, a coach for women based in Sydney, Australia, but originally from Scotland. She started her own business at the age of 50 after years of putting everyone else first. She states that when she changed her thinking from selfish to self-care, everything changed. Those around her benefited from a happier wife and mother. She has two daughters, Maris and Megan, who are the two M's in her company name, 2mpower.com. For Anne she strives to be a good role model and her mission is to empower women to step up, speak up and show up in confidence in life and business. Feel free to like, share, subscribe and comment to the show. It's all appreciated and helps to spread the word and empower other women. Enjoy the episode. Hi, and today we have Anne McKeown, who is a coach for Women in Business based in Sydney, Australia but she is originally from Scotland. She started her own business at the age of 50 after years of putting everyone first. She states that when she changed her thinking from selfish to self-care, everything changed and those around her benefited from a happier wife and mother. She has two daughters, Maris and Megan, who are the two Ms in her company, name which is 2mpower.co for whom Anna strives to be a good role model and her mission is to empower women to step up, speak up and show up in confidence in life and business. Hi Anne and welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Thank you very much for inviting me. It's exciting to be here. Wonderful. It's great to have you on here. Um, Maybe you could tell the listeners a bit about yourself and how you came to have this dramatic shift in mindset.
1: Yeah, well, as you mentioned, I'm originally from Scotland and my husband and I moved. He was offered a job in Sydney in 2007. And so when we moved, I became a stay-at-home mum helping the kids settle into school, buying a home, getting a dog, (laughs) volunteering at school, all the things you do when your kids are at that stage in life. And I absolutely loved it. But when my girls were leaving school and becoming more independent, I was going through the menopause, I hit 50. I suddenly started to question what was my life all about. I felt a bit lost. Um, and I felt really lonely and, and I had plenty of people around me but kind of lonely in my own head <laughs> um, and i yeah. just wondering you know what am I going to do with the second half of my life because prior to moving to Australia I had worked I actually have been in coaching most of my life I worked with BP oil in the UK in the sales retail side and um, I'd worked in a high school in Crawley helping kids who were very bright, but not doing well at school because they didn't have a purpose and a vision. And I really enjoyed that. Um, But at the age of 50, I was like, well, who's going to employ me now? I didn't really want to go back into corporate. And I just didn't know what I wanted to do with myself. And so in speaking to a few other women who were around, I discovered that I wasn't the only one feeling like that. Like it's that whole midlife thing. And so I did what all clever women do. And I went to see a coach <laughs> and I said to yeah. this coach, you know, I just don't know what to do. And she said to me, why don't you get together all your experience, all your material, put together a program and set up your own business. And I thought, Oh gosh, I can't do that. I have never. <laughs> I wouldn't have the mm-hmm. clue how to set up my own business. And, um, I just wouldn't know where to start and she said just start really small invite women to come to your home and see them one at a time don't charge much and get them to give you feedback and that was five years ago and so that is how I started and I started a meetup group as well and then as those women were being coached by me and we were empowering each other they saw my business grow and then they were saying oh can you tell us what you did and how you did it. And so now I work with women that are either in the early stages of a business or wanting to take their business to the next level. Um, And it's just been fabulous. The
0: best thing I ever did. Um, I just love it. That sounds brilliant. Yeah. And um, I can see it must have been like huge changes, moving to the other side of the world and then menopause. So there's really big changes going on there. How did you feel that that really sort of impacted how you felt at the time?
1: Look, I think definitely, and I notice even with some of the women that come to me for help, it's like when the pain becomes too great, <laughs> we can put things off and we can put things off. and. I mean, I knew my kids were going to be leaving school. I knew that I wasn't working and I didn't know what was coming, but it wasn't until they were actually really ready to go or that my hormones were in such a mess with the change of life um, that I had to go and see a doctor and a coach. Um, it's sort of like they say you have to hit the bottom before you're able to to bounce forward. <laughs> um, and so definitely the the timing, the timing was was huge where i just felt something needed to change that i couldn't continue living like that because life's too short basically and and nowadays i was thinking well at 50 you can i could still live for another 50 years you know i i wasn't ready to to retire but yeah the 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 timing was definitely played a huge part in it and um
0: you mentioned about changing your mindset from Uh, feeling selfish to investing in your own self-care. What triggered that change? It was
1: actually the coach that helped me to see that because I think through all of my life, um, I'm one of six and my mum used to make it, you know, we all had to chip in with chores at home. Um, As soon as we finished school, we had to get a job, even if it was just a Saturday job, to earn money there was never this thing about putting yourself first, you were you were seen as selfish, you know, it was like always giving and contributing. And I think as women, we're nurturers by nature as well. And so putting myself into family, being a good wife and doing all the cooking and cleaning and, and stuff was just part of what we do. But when I realised it was getting out of hand or wasn't right was that I actually felt really resentful (laughs) so I was doing all this stuff but I was becoming a bit of a martyr I was moaning all the time I wasn't really enjoying it Um, and I realized that for me to be able to look after everybody else it's like they say on an airplane put your own oxygen mask on first because then when you can breathe you can help others and I wasn't doing that Um, And for it to be seen as self-care or self-compassion, when your own cup's full, you can give more, that was a huge shift in thinking for me.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think um, it's a common theme for especially women and mothers to almost demote themselves into looking after everybody else and really ignoring their own needs. Do you know, sort of, is there any reasoning behind that? Is it just the way we built? Yeah, it's
1: interesting, isn't it? Because um, one of the talks that I do in corporations is about the art of feminine leadership. And that's about the energy that we bring to things. It's not about, you know, sex per se, as in men are a particular way and women are a particular way. But although I think we do have, um, obviously our hormones, play a big part in that, our conditioning, um, our schooling, you know, there's a whole lot of uh, things that impact, but you can get very masculine women and you can get feminine men. And so I think it's um, partly the hormones, but then partly our, our conditioning. And I think women are brought up definitely more to be givers and carers. Um, and men maybe more to be the breadwinner, the hunter-gatherer, the and more competitive even in sport and that kind of thing. And even these days, my daughters are 20 and 21 now, there's still that conditioning to degree. I mean, they have a lot more freedom and opportunity and they're probably more opinionated and, and speak out more than than I did when I was younger um but it's still there um, they'll still be the women that stay at home when they have the kids or if the husband goes to work as well then they have to get a carer or even with COVID it's it's society saying that women have actually struggled the most because they're the ones that are at home trying to work and school the kids and you know, so it's, it's, it's societal, but it's also hormonal, I think.
0: Mm, yeah. And um, with the shift in society where women don't stay at home and they do go to work, and yet they've still got home responsibilities and kids as well, um, do you feel it's like women get overwhelmed with trying to multitask all the time, trying to juggle each role that they have? and trying to keep
1: everyone happy. Oh, I see it all the time. And I think one of the biggest things that women carry is guilt. When they're at work, they feel guilty that they're not with the family. And when they're with the family, they feel guilty that they're not working. And whether that's running your own business or you're in corporate or you know whatever it is that you do, I think that feeling of spinning so many plates at once is huge for women. Um, in a way that men, I think, are able, and this is a generalization, but that men are maybe able to maybe be a bit more blinkered, to be a bit more single minded and, and focused about things. Um, I coach really smart, capable women who don't push for maybe opportunities at work because they're worried about how that will impact the family. A man doesn't think like that he pushes to get the work because he sees it as well he'll get more money and actually it's a positive impact for the family.
0: Yeah yeah it's definitely like seems that's still the man's role and quite often when we hear of um, men that uh, like the pay gap and men still learn more doing a similar job to women it, it tends to reinforce that view that women are perhaps lagging behind and the roles are very still very mixed with them um so what do you find is the one big factor that really holds women back
1: back into the workforce or um just holds them back with the hold back? Um, sorry, sorry, of, your accent. I thought you said helps them back. <laughs> what holds them back? No. Oh, I think it's our our own um self-talk. <laughs> I think it's our okay. own lack of um belief or uh, imposter syndrome, um feeling that we're gonna be found out or there's somebody better, or you know, I think there's a whole heap of things but but it's all in our head all in our head and um, i'll have like a man will go for a job and they, they they say that there will maybe be 10 things on the list and he'll say oh i can only do five but i'll give it a go a woman will see look at the same list and say i can only do five i better not apply um so i mm-hmm. think we sabotage ourselves and it, a lot of it comes from self-doubt even though these women are super capable, you know?
0: Yeah, and um, in these days with social media, you've got so many influences, and you look on Instagram and see supermodels. And so that really impacts on, well, it's only me. Look at all these fantastic, amazing people. So that comparison, how, how does that out in your
1: experience with people oh comparison is huge you're right and it really I've we saying that comparison kills joy it really does so mm-hmm. somebody can come and they're and they're like really excited about their program or their job or their new idea and then they go on and they look at what other people are doing and then they see themselves as less than and they immediately say oh well maybe I shouldn't now because it's not so good or you know or she's got more followers or she's Smarter or 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 she's better, whatever. Um, and nine times out of ten, that's not true either. By the way, it's often these people. You know, everything looks better on Instagram and Facebook, as we know. Um, everybody struggles. We all have days where where we've got great self belief, and then two days later, you know, thinking, "Oh, why did I even start this? Maybe I'm not as good as I thought I was." And everybody you know even popes and the queen and you know political leaders everybody it's part of the human condition and it and it's partly because our con- our unconscious mind is trying to keep us safe while our the conscious mind is trying to push us forward and so the two we've got this constant two steps forward one step back kind of scenario going on in our head and it's very confusing um and I think it's worse now because we're not just trying to keep up with the Joneses down the road. We're now trying to keep up with people around the world. And yeah, that's, that's a very big challenge.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. And um, people, I think seem to see it as like a linear process. Like once you reach this, successful people and not successful people and they've just marched straight to the top and everything's rosy and from there on in so from day to day as you say one step forward two steps back and especially with the mindset um how do how do you help people sort of progress through all these changes
1: i think one of the things i do is we, we focus on the strengths so we as women we tend to highlight our weaknesses or, or or what's missing and yes we're all we're not all great at everything but when we play to our strengths that's definitely a really positive place to be um, and then it's looking at the mindset and creating awareness so as soon as you start to notice that your self-talk is negative or you're going down a bit of a depressed spiral to be able to look at that head on. And people say to me, Well, how are you aware? Well, our body tells us, so we feel it. We either get churning in the tummy or heart palpitations or sweaty palms or a headache or and the connection, and you'll know this between the body and the mind is so huge. And it's funny because as human beings, we probably don't listen to our bodies as much as any animal would, you know, like if a if a, if a dog has an instinct um, to chase a rabbit, it just doesn't it. It does stop Think. should I chase that rabbit? Would it be a good idea? What if I don't catch that rabbit? People think I'm a failure. Um, what if the rabbit's too fast for me? And what if I hurt my leg when I'm chasing the rabbit? And you know, it doesn't, it just follows its instinct. Whereas we yeah. stop and we question, will I, won't, I? And, we, and by the time that we finally garner the courage to do it, we've exhausted ourselves and our energy with overthinking. And, um, you know, I say we become overwhelmed yeah. by our overthinking.
0: Mm. Yeah. That's a great analogy with the dog and, uh, should I, shouldn't I, it's like, no, we'll go get this rabbit, go chase yeah. it. That's brilliant. Mm. Love mm. that. Um, yeah, it just shows sort of how complicated and how tangled we can get with our thinking. Um, Especially when we're going through change and growth kind of leveling up, so how how do we is do people experience like small steps and then plateaus and gain, gain a bit of um, momentum and then stop what's what's the actual sort of journey that they go on well look there's there,
1: we all have to go through growth and growth is painful. And so there are lots of um, psychological studies that have been done and tests that have been done on people that show um, how we react to change, for example. You know, we don't take change well. We have to push ourselves out of our comfort zone, and that usually starts with pain. Um, We then can go into denial. It's not as bad as we thought it was. And then it gets really bad and we have to acknowledge, no, maybe it is. And then we can go right down into apathy where we just can't be bothered making the change. When the pain becomes so great, the first change is acceptance. And it's a decision and it starts in the head. And it's like okay i don't like the way things are going i don't want it to continue like this um and i'm going to do something about it and once we have acceptance and we make that decision then we can start putting things into action coming up with the plans then we follow through on how do we implement those plans and some of the some of the actions will work and some won't procrastination will come in the way self-doubt will come in the way so we then take each of those and it's sort of like if you imagine a a hurdler you know they're running the track and they've a hurdle and then they go in another wee hurdle and and we go but every one that they get over is leading them closer to the finish line and so in the same way it's like you know what at the moment we're going to break it down so that all you have to focus on is this one hurdle and when we look at the whole big picture that's when we get overwhelmed and it just seems impossible but when we take it back and, and it's step by step and we and whatever's preventing you from moving forward right now, let's clear that. And I use NLP techniques to do that. I learned NLP in the 90s in the UK and I've been using it in all my coaching for years and I just find it so powerful because often coaches can t- and even friends and family can tell you what it is that you need to do. But that drives us nuts. We don't want to be told what to do we have to be shown how to do it how do you shift your mindset how do you overcome procrastination how do you get that next step forward um, and i think having someone that's been there and done it that can show you who's got process that has been proven to work and um, having someone that walks alongside you so that you don't feel alone because it's it can be a very lonely journey Setting up your own business and even motherhood, you know, can be lonely. Um, And so knowing that there's someone there that will listen, who understands, who's got your back, who wants to see you achieve your best, um, you know, and surrounded by a a community, it's 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 all of those things. So um, it's definitely a process, and it's a step by step process. There's there's no overnight magic bullet even though, you know, social media is full of overnight successes. Um, I think those overnight successes forget that really, if they're honest with themselves, they started six or eight years ago. Ooh.
0: Yeah. And uh, you mentioned the NLP there. Maybe you could explain to the listeners a bit about what that is, what the um, objectives and processes oh. are.
1: Yeah, that's a great idea. Thank you. Um, So it stands for neuro-linguistic programming. And the neuro is our thinking. The linguistic is the language in our talk, whether it's our self-talk or how we communicate with others. And the programming is our behavior that comes as a result of our thinking. And the mind-body connection is very, you know, very powerful and very strong. The mind doesn't know the difference between a real truth, an imagined truth and we've learned this through people like Norman Deutsch who's done neuroplasticity and lots of tests and this is really phenomenal for breakthrough in helping humans achieve what it is that they want to achieve in life and we can use techniques to shift the mind quickly so for example someone's going in for an interview and they are really nervous they are worried about what they're going to say, they don't know if they're going to get the job. Um, so their body language, their thinking, everything is a bit nervous and negative. If just before they step through that door, someone says to them, by the way, you've got the job. They loved your application and, and you're the man, you're the girl, you're the one. How are you going to walk into that interview so differently? You're going to go in going, ah they like me, I can do this, I'm capable and competent and confident and you're going to be relaxed. It's going to be a very different interview. And all that happened was that somebody whispered in the ear, somebody sent a message to the brain that said, good news, instead of all the bad news that you had been telling yourself. And the impact that that news had that went through our internal representation of the world, which is what did that mean, then created a feeling and an emotion. And we react to that feeling and emotion. And where in the first instance, it was a nervous energy. In the second instance, it was an excited energy. And that's the power of being able to control the mind, because often the mind tricks us And, you know, even you'll see these pictures online and you look at it one way and it looks like something and you look at it another way and it looks like something else. And that's our interpretation through our our eyes. But we interpret interpret things through our other senses as well. So what we hear and what we feel about something and um, how we envisage it. And so NLP is about using those senses and really questioning. Um, is what you're thinking true? Is it real? Is it helpful? Or is it hurtful? Um, is it empowering? Um, so it's, it's really questioning our own interpretation of things. And then as a coach, helping the person to see their situation from a different point of view which is very hard for us to do on our own because we get stuck in our own story and we get stuck in our own spiral and we almost can't see a way out until someone else says, oh, but what about that? And you're like, oh, I never thought of that. Oh my goodness, of course. You know, and you can get light bulb moments and change very quickly. It's really astonishing. It's really powerful. I just love it. Brilliant.
0: That's great. So, um, it's like just harnessing that belief, I think, isn't it, Um, that, um, like you said, if you're told at the interview, yeah, it's really yours, the job's yours, then you have that belief in yourself, and I guess, is it all about creating that um, energy and that belief throughout?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Because the mind and the body pick up what we tell it. And so, and the belief, and that's why, you know, some people will say, oh, affirmations are a waste of time. It's just words. It's just, but actually they're not. Because what you're doing is each time you repeat something and you're telling it to your brain, you're creating a new pathway in that brain that becomes foundational to how you move forward and it's funny because we say uh, we d- dismiss positive affirmations but we don't dismiss all the negative things we say to ourselves go figure
0: yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> well that is uh, yeah definitely we're quite accepting right? for negative mm. and and then sometimes you get the uh, fear of success as well that oh, um, yeah that holds people mm-hmm. back. Um, yeah. how, how does that sort of play out with people? I think um,
1: we get overwhelmed. I think we're, we're worried about can I cope if this gets bigger? Um, can I manage if my business grows? Um, because taking things to the next stage gets us back into that. The next uncomfortable zone (laughs) so we start off uncomfortable and in pain and we get help me move forward but then we grow and then with that growth comes the next hurdle and it's like oh now I've got to work to get over that and sometimes it's easier to just say oh I've done enough and um I'm not going to push myself anymore um but I think we also live in a society where um we're not we're encouraged not to be a tall poppy not to be boastful not to put ourselves first not to think about ourselves too much you know and I think of it like a baby when a baby's born we can't wait to watch it grow come on you can walk and oh and you said your first word and I'm going to hold your hand and help you and and then we're sent to school and we're told to sit down and be quiet (laughs) you know Mm. and, and we're told to be a good girl and we're told to Um, look pretty and and don't rock the boat and don't be too opinionated and you know and I was all those things a real people pleaser and and everybody loved me and thought I was great but I was a bit miserable (laughs) Um, and so then it's stepping up and owning it and and saying well how can I still be a nice person Um, i.e not selfish but have this self-interest and look after others and be successful and, and what I've discovered with, because money was another thing about, oh, you know, we don't talk about money because then you're greedy and that's negative. But the more money I've got, the more I can give away. And I'm actually loving having the opportunity to say, you know what, that charity's phoned up instead of going, oh my God, there's another call and hanging up and say, yep, yeah, you can have $100, no problem. And that is just yeah. such a gift I, I, that I give myself. Um, to be able to share and give back. And I I just, I love that. So now it's like, yeah, bring it on. The the more I have, the more I have to share.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's certainly true with the uh, money mindset and people thinking they're only worth so much and that's it. They they have this, they say, the glass ceiling, don't they, that uh, prevents you from levelling up. So Mm -hmm. it's... It must be great to have women to be able to excel and achieve the potential and what we want in life. Uh, what is it about your job that you love? What gets you sort of up and excited in the morning?
1: I think it's, it sounds really corny, but it's changing lives. Um, and I, this other coach changed my life. And her putting me on that path, it was sort of like I just found this thing that I then had to share with other women and I started in my own community and it was like you know what nobody can do this for you you have to take responsibility of your own life you have to become your own decision maker um, but it's actually very exciting a lot of us worry about that and we think oh no I'll I'll abdicate that responsibility to somebody else and then we end up feeling less than but when we step up and say you know what I'm going to enjoy this journey that we call life and there'll be some things I do that really take off and there'll be other things I do that don't and that's okay and I think for me it's about giving these women permission to fail or to try and it not work out or to put themselves first or because we don't do it. We don't, we don't give ourselves that permission or that accolade or pat in the back. And, um, and it's almost like, I can't wait to get up in the morning to speak to the next woman to say, you know what, you deserve this. You can do this. I'm giving you permission. I'm going to walk alongside you. I'm going to be cheering you from the sidelines. We're going to make this happen. And I get to do that every day. And then these women are like, wow. And then of course, when they do achieve and they send me a testimonial or a review, or they phone and say, Oh my god, Anne, I got the job, or I got my first client, or you know, I've I haven't divorced my family, <laughs> whatever the various <laughs> things are that were maybe holding them back. Um, and that's just worth its weight and gold.
0: You can't put price on that. No, no, that's absolutely amazing and must be such rewarding work just to uh, really transition people through all these processes. Um, do you have any exciting plans for for the future yourself? Um, yeah, well, normally travel
1: is a big part of my business. I like to to share stuff around the world, and obviously we can't travel at the moment because of COVID. Um I have created an online program so that I can still reach uh, women around the world. And, and all the sessions I do now are via Zoom. Um, so we can all still get together and we can all still learn and share. Um, so at the moment, that's my big thing is um, getting that program out so that women don't feel isolated or alone because they can't physically get together. And it's funny because you're in the UK and I'm in Australia and here we are really sitting in the same room. Um, and, and I just yeah. find that phenomenal. Um, I, I love that side of it um, that actually I can reach a wider audience now. Um, and a big thing for me is my, my mantra is women supporting women. I really think, you know, if, if we succeed and do well, then we almost have a responsibility to share that, um with With her other sisters worldwide, and another thing that I do that I'm very passionate about is um, I support the local women's shelter, so I, a percentage of everything that I earn goes to women that have um, escaped abuse domestic abuse um, and so that that's exciting and and for me, the more I can give there um the more rewarding and what I do so
0: yeah oh that that sounds wonderful yeah I can uh, see how that would be really really rewarding and excellent missions and spreading the word that's what that's what we're all about here so it's it's really good to connect um is there um one big takeaway that you can share with the listeners somebody's listening to oh I'd like to maybe take the first step, but I'm not sure. Um, what would you advise? I would think reach do? out and
1: ask for support. What, what I find with women is we try and do everything on our own. Um, I, you know, I'll we we i give you an example. So I, I'm working from home. I've always run my business from home. Um, and when COVID happened, my husband started to work from home and he immediately went out and got a new desk and a big printer and um, got some VA help online and, and I just watched him and I thought I've struggled to do it all myself for years um, you know and, and so that whole investing in ourselves asking for help um, all of that I think is it, it's the number one step in the right direction because once you start to do that then it's almost like that domino effect where you gain momentum You get people behind you. Your belief starts to rise. Your results start to rise. So then your confidence grows. And then the more confident you are, the more you can reach out and ask for more help. Um, So it's that. I'm all about um, community and encouraging women to... um, Because no one else is going to do it for you, you know. Um, And I found even with my family, they liked that I was doing all the housework and the cooking and the cleaning and the it suited them and when i decided to start doing this they were like oh well you're going to be busy doing other things um it didn't suit them uh, and so i it, it's double the, the fight if you want to call it or double the challenge um sorry my dog's showing here um, <laughs> oh. double the challenge to um get on that right track, you know? And if you don't do it for yourself, no one else will. If you don't believe in yourself, no one else is going to push you forward. So find people, surround yourself with people that really want to help you, that believe in your mission and that are there to support you. Um, and and yes, it will all take time, energy and money, but you deserve all three. When you're ready to make this change, that's a sign that that you're ready
0: yeah yeah definitely and you explained a bit about um having the support there and maybe people don't quite see you oh you're going to be a big business person what do you know about business and if you're having that conversation within yourself and then others family and people are having that doubt as well um it can be a real sort of battle to progress and actually take that leap. I can imagine if that's um, what you're.
1: Yeah. And we become our own worst enemies because in the beginning when I was struggling, I was, Oh, I can't get this technology or, Oh, I can't work this out. And I don't know if that's any good or, and of course, because that's what I was saying. My husband was going, oh, well, why don't you just give up then? Why You don't need to bother. Why are you putting yourself through this stress? And that wasn't what I wanted to hear. I wanted him to encourage me and say, no, no, come on, you can do it. <laughs> but but yeah. why would he? That he, he can't read my mind. He didn't know what was going on in my head. Um, and the more negative I was about it, the more I was feeding this fire of negativity for everybody else around me um, to not support me. And it was only when I stepped up and said, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. I asked for help. I invested in myself and learning. How, well, first of all, getting a coach, learning how to do all the online stuff, putting my package together, putting all my training together. I mean, my, your own personal development that takes place, no matter who you are, when you go into this stage of change is huge. You know, if, if you'd interviewed me five years ago, you wouldn't think you're talking to the same person. And that's why mm. I have to share it with other women because I, ha- I have to say to them that it's so doable. Please don't give up on yourself. Please don't feel that for the next 10 years, you're just going to vegetate, you know, get out there and do what you want because the highs are really high and the lows are really low, but it's better that than living life Flat,
0: feeling flat. Yeah, and uh, living a life where you end up in regret and thinking, mm-hmm. I wish I'd taken that step and I wish I'd gone and started a business and or took that dream job, wherever it may be. Um, so Absolutely. I think it's. it seems like if you take it seriously yourself and show determination, then at least people will accept you as more than the role that you may have been in previously. A wife, a mother, people tend to put you in little niches. That's what you are. That's right. That's right. (laughs) And they put us
1: in niches if we let them. And that was one of the big lessons for me was I was letting people say, well, you're just a housewife or, and I was saying it, or, you know, you're just a mum," or, Um, you can't work because your husband travels or there are there are two choices in everything and you just have to look for the alternative every decision has two choices and then we live with the consequences on whatever choice we made Mm. yeah
0: Yeah, and uh, each of those roles is no just a mum or just a housewife it's We should be absolutely proud of every role that we uh, take on. And uh, really I actually
1: reckon it's one the most important role. And because if we can bring up kids that aren't, you know, screwed up, <laughs> you know, bringing healthy, happy children, and for the next generation, what better work can you do? You know, that's what the world's all about. Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's definitely bringing that. And actually, the more um, so,
1: people you're putting this message out, the the, the better. So I, I really admire what you're doing, and I and I love that that's the message that you get now. I think it's really important, and I actually I really believe that this is the time for women now. So much is changing in our world, and that feminine energy is is about to soar. I just know it. Yeah, yeah, and uh,
0: like you say, with the internet, social connections, it's so much more so much easier to connect and get the message out and empower each other it's just yeah. phenomenal what can be done yeah um if you just to wrap up now if you had one hour for self-care uh, to do whatever you wanted to do what what would you choose to do oh that's um easy
1: and um, that's my dog's tail wagging in the background i'm so sorry come here <laughs> and <laughs> um, that's easy. Uh I love a massage. That's that's my thing. I go and I just lie on a table and I get all the knots taken out my back and <laughs> um and I love listening to uplifting music. Um sometimes when I'm feeling down I'll just go in the car and I'll drive around and listen to an uplifting podcast. Um yeah, d- Things that, that just can change my moods quickly. But self-care is definitely, um, you know, my whole routine has changed now where I yeah used to drink too much in the evenings and I don't do that now. Um, I sleep better. I drink more water. Um, I make sure I get out every day, get some fresh air. Um, and then the niceties are things like a massage or a facial or um, even just go get my hair done, stuff like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. And uh, I'm a massage therapist as well as all my other roles. So uh, and wow. I'm not allowed to work just yet. So it's, uh, Jim, you're
1: on the other side of the world. That's... I could become your client.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, yeah, it's um, definitely helping women through that process, spreading the word. That's really something that we want to expand on and. Really get women feeling that they're capable and are so empowered and ready to make changes and live the life that they want to live and be yeah. their best self, Yeah. the self-care. So um, where could listeners find out more about you?
1: Oh, thank you for that. Um, my website is com. so just my name, A-N-N-E-M-C-K-E-O-W-N. And I actually offer a free 30 minute chat. So if anybody is not sure where they're at and, and how to move forward and the, no obligation, we just have a chat, we share um, and then see if I can help them. And if I can, not then hopefully I can point them in the right direction. Um, and also on my website um, your listeners can download a free copy of my ebook which is called take back control of your life and there are quite a number of um, exercises in there that you can fill in as well that might just help get somebody back on the right track
0: that sounds phenomenal brilliant well it's been lovely to have you on the show Anne. i really appreciate you taking the time out today so thanks very much
1: yeah, thank you. It's been lovely to be here. Sorry about the noise of the dog in the background. <laughs> That's working from home for you, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, keep it up is, the news. Yeah. I love what you're doing. Thanks oh, for the great. Great. Thank you, Anne. Take
0: care. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Natural Life Flow. I appreciate you taking the time out. If you like this episode, please comment, like and share tag your friends and let's grow the natural community. I'll speak to you on the very next episode.